Vinny, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. Welcome to part two of makeshift relationships. May. Shift. Get ready and enjoy. There's a couple different reasons why we would settle for this, why we would get into a makeshift relationship. And like some of the main ones right off the top of my head, number one that Brandy and I can both relate to, I think it's the number one period in the world, but desperation. Just being desperate to have the other person in your life that you long for. just a sense of belonging. Yeah, desperate for a sense of belonging, desperate for... The significant other, desperate for the best friend that you've never had. Desperate for a savior, for a hero, somebody to get you out of bad circumstances. For security, period. Yeah, desperate for love, just to be loved, just wanting to feel loved, wanting to have love. You know, desperation is a huge driver for why we settle for second best, why we get into makeshift relationships, why we try to cope in all sorts of ways and with people that can, it just can be completely destructive. A couple other reasons we might get into makeshift relationships, we might settle because we're despairing. You know, we've given up hope on there being somebody better. We've given up hope on there being anything good. And so we're just saying, you know what? I can deal with this, you know, and this is like something, this is exactly what we were talking about earlier. That's the motive behind it is despair. You know, that's, it's cynicism. There's nothing, nothing really, truly good out there. So just find the the lesser of two evils, basically, you know, whatever I can, I can deal with to meet my own needs. You know, some other unhealthy reasons, it could be revenge. It could be anger. You want to hurt somebody who did something to you and didn't didn't love you like they should have. And so you get with somebody and you do something because you think that that's going to make you feel better to hurt them. And and like, well, I'll show you I can make my life better, you know, without you. And those are all very bad reasons. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of more others, but all of them usually have some some kind of tinge of desperation in there. And that's what Brandy and I both we saw as the common theme, you know, even before we started this podcast, when we were talking about, when we were thinking about it, we saw like the time wasted with people that we were not meant for. And things that we, we were thinking about even accepting at, at different times. Because like, um, my two first boyfriends, for example, one, one I dated twice and the other one only dated once, but, um, they both wanted a family. They both wanted to have kids, and I, I've never wanted kids. And I, I, I give kudos to those that want to start a family, want to have kids and everything. There's nothing against that. But I've even, through prayer and confirmation, I'm not called to be, you know, bearing children. So I'm fine with that, and we're both fine with that. We have five um, God children uh, that we, we can spoil, and we get to see them. And I, we've got nieces on my side, and we're fine with that. But the thing is, 
with both of those guys, they were both wanting kids. And I was like, well, you know, maybe we can adopt or something. You know, maybe I can find some sort of a way to talk them out of us having a kid and maybe, you know, finding another kid or whatever. It's just crazy compromises that I or anybody else should ever make. If you're not called to, to, to have kids of your own, then don't have kids of your own. If you're called to have a family, have a family. But don't compromise something for your life or what you're called to for the wrong significant other. And it's also important, just like we've said in, in some of our past episodes just recently, is you have to be equally yoked. You have to have the same vision, the same direction in life, the same uh, similar to same aspirations, goals. You shouldn't sacrifice your life just to make your significant other happy or pleased with you it's not a dictatorship it's not an enslavement it's not bondage you have a partner once you get married you have your other half to complete you when it's time that's something you can't rush it is so important that that person is supposed to transition to becoming your best friend and the one that is really there for you. And not because you're trying to force it, but it works. It happens. And you should be with somebody that wants the best for you, that wants what you want. And if they want something that's not for you, then they're not for you. And it's so important. Like, again, I'm going to say the word again, friendship. Friendship is so important. We need to be able to start with real, authentic friendship. You know, no one has greater love than this, that they would lay down their life for their friend. Like, that's got to come first. Like, you got to have that, I really just want to see the best in your life. And you need that other person to have that for, for you, too. And if they're self-serving, if they're going after what they want and also check your own heart motive, you're just self-serving. You're just going after what you want and whatever that might be. If that's sex or whatever it is, if that's what's motivating you, that's not love. That's lust. That's selfishness. That's greed. That's selfish desire. And it's not going to end on any positive note. It's not going to build a relationship that can last forever. The most fulfilling thing is going to come from a foundation of true friendship, of truly doing what you do out of a love for each other and a care for what's best for each other and letting it grow from that. And as that person, you know, really comes into your life, they need to be more than just your love partner. They need to be more than just your bedmate. They need to be your best friend. They need to be the person that you can trust and you can go to for advice and you can talk about the things that you can't talk to anybody else about. A qualifier ought to be that you should be so comfortable with them and so able to trust them that things you wouldn't tell your best gal pal or the, the guys that you're closest to or you know, your own mom, your own dad, things that you would have a really hard time sharing or just would not share with them, you should be able to share with this person. And that's a good sign that you're with the right person if there's that kind of comfort and there's that kind of peace about it. And it should always be growing more and more into deeper friendship, into stronger friendship. It, it, it never goes away. You never stop being best friends. Like, And that's something that is intentional. Like friendship doesn't just go on autopilot and take care of itself. You have to always keep that friendship alive, keep that foundation alive. 
It gets you through hard things. It gets you through the times that maybe the romance isn't burning as brightly. Maybe things aren't feeling as as great right now, but you can both get through it together. And that's where there's a fine line with self-sacrifice and compromise. And this is where wisdom comes in, that you can see that there's a difference. Sometimes there are some things that we, we do want that really are not key to our life or really not the best thing for our life. And our significant other might challenge the person that we're getting into, that we're meant to get into a relationship with might challenge those things that we think we really want. And we might need to take a a look at ourselves and analyze and think about it as like, is this really the thing that I want? And am I really totally opposed to this thing over here? And it's important to be able to get real with ourselves and know sometimes we do need to make changes to what we desire and what we want. We're not always right about everything we want. Our hearts can deceive us sometimes. Like that's one thing to, to know and, and to be you know honest with yourself about that too. Our hearts do make mistakes. It's not always right. The heart is not always right. And sometimes it's very wrong, very sincerely wrong. And sometimes not so sincerely, sometimes deceitfully wrong. And so we can't, we can't just totally just go into this blindly trusting thinking that our heart's going to lead us the right way all the time. Our impulses especially are not going to lead us the right way all the time. But we have to really seek a higher wisdom and seek the reality that there is someone who will just love us and not be trying to take advantage of us or take away from us. All compromises need to be rooted in love. All sacrifice needs to be rooted in love. It's not that they're trying to take something away from you or force you into their mold or withhold from you if you don't do this or that. It's just that you find yourself, you know what? This just doesn't matter anymore because I'd so much rather be with you. I so much prefer that we go in this direction together and not not a fear not a fear of if I don't do this I'm going to lose them or if I if I keep hold of this I'm going to lose them no fear but just like you know what wow I, I don't even care anymore like this is what I'm really into right now like forget this stuff more than just excitement just a settledness a sense of peace that I can now gladly let these things go because these were the placeholders in my heart. These were the things that I thought life was all about at that time. And I found the real thing. You know, I found what really matters to me. You know, so some things will get cut out. There will be some things that you will change your direction for them. But remember, it's, it's going to be in love and it's going to be with them also willing to make those changes for you and, and not demanding things of you not being pushy. Love is not pushy. Love is not demanding. It's not going to try to rip things out of your hand in order to get you to to go along with them and what they want. That's got to be something that just comes from your own heart to do. And by being friends first, you know him or her. You won't have to question their character. You won't have to question what they're doing when they're not with you. If you wonder and if you have anxiety about, well, what is he doing when I'm not around? Or who is he talking to when I'm not around? If you question him in that way, one of two things are going on here. Either you've been hurt in a past relationship and you're worried that he's going to be just the same way because you haven't had, quote unquote, the best luck with guys, which there's no such thing as luck. Okay, so but that's what the saying, how the saying goes. Or two, 
he's actually doing something and you're discerning something. The woman's intuition is actually a thing, but it's not just women's intuition. That's another cultural saying, really. We both, we all have discernment. We just, we need to know what discernment is and what discernment feels like and know how to differentiate between discernment and fear or just something that we want or whatever. But if you question what that significant other is doing when you're not around, there's a problem regardless. Yeah, absolutely. They should make you feel peaceful, whether or not their influence is right there with you, whether or not they're, because that's a thing, you know, manipulators can make you think that you're really happy and really enjoying things when they're around and then when they're gone, you're all sad and you're all depressed and everything's terrible. You're in a panic. You're in a panic. You're you're basically destabilized constantly and needing them for stability. There's a codependency. Purposeful codependency. Purposeful codependency. Gets built into you, gets built into the relationship. And that's where you have to distinguish. So there is a positive end of where you're just passionate, where you know you are you really are into this person. They really are into you. There is a the, the positive when that's going on, when it's just like when you are together and you find each other, even if you don't have anything going on, you're not having sex or you're not like just, you know, doing really, really fun and exciting things or there's a big group of people or whatever, all these different things that can inflate an image and make us think that somebody's the perfect one and everything's amazing and all oh, we're so perfect for each other. You just come together and it's just, perfection you just feel this this belonging and this comfort and this sense of peace and this is right and there doesn't even have to be any other context there doesn't even have to be anything added there it doesn't have to be you know like the lion king can you feel the love tonight nothing has to get all on fire for you and stir you up you just feel just like oh my goodness like this, this is amazing. Like, I love being with this person. And then when you're not together, it's like you're just, you're thinking, you feel like kind of some of the colors gone out of the world a little bit. Like, man, like, I don't want to be apart from her anymore. Like, I, I, don't, I don't like this. <laughs> like, you, you're sad to see each other apart. And that's even when you're not even dating, <laughs> when you're not <laughs> even, you're not even really officially like getting together. There's a good sign there, and there's a good passion there that maybe that is the one you're made for. Maybe you are meant for each other. But the dividing line between that and the other that is very bad is you've become codependent. That's the opposite. That's the real problem. The counterfeit. The counterfeit that we can get. We can mistake our passions and think that we're just really excited. We really just think a lot of this person. The reality is, you know, we can't function without them because we have a problem. We have a problem. We feel this this strong need for them that's unhealthy and unnatural. We're not full in ourselves. We're not whole inside ourselves. And so we're just constantly like needing to latch hold to them to, to feel secure, to feel safe, to feel happy, to feel good. Like they, they've become our drug. Yeah, definitely. There's a difference between what you feel when you're apart from your codependent partner as uh, versus to what you feel when you're away from your real confirmational partner and that is when you're away from your real confirmational partner you miss them yes you you really want to be with them there's longing there's longing and it's it's a positive longing it's not hysterical nightmare fearful nightmare where you're lost and 
you can't stand phys- physically and mentally to be away from that person because you're afraid of what's going to happen or you're afraid of being alone or afraid of what they're doing while you're not there and if they're getting further and further from you or what they might be doing with somebody else or mm, especially if you feel the need to, that you need to even go through their phone that's another red flag and if, if you're finding stuff on their phone that's a huge red flag and you shouldn't put up with it regardless of what's going on and with the right person i mean again the the longing is it's supposed to be a totally different kind of longing it's more like the excitement before Christmas. It's more like mm-hmm. the birthday that you're excited about or yeah, it's like, I need to get to this. I need to get mm-hmm. to this this thing that's right at the end. If I can just get there, this What's is so exciting. Christmas tree? I need to get to see what Santa brought me. And there's an excitement. <laughs> there's, there's a dreaming, like you're dreaming of that moment that you get to be together. You're dreaming of that moment that, that you're going to spend time together again. You're, you're, you're planning. When's the next time we get to be together? There's a joy. There's a positive side of this. So that's, that's what you're looking for and again desperation is the sign on the other one you see that you're desperate oh my goodness oh uh, they're not here the sky is falling the sky is falling yeah you're falling to pieces because they're not there that's those are bad signs that's signs of codependency and if they choose things over you if you're the last priority they uh, if you are literally put after different various people like oh well you'll never be you know, above my two friends who are like brothers to me, they'll always become before you or my um, good friends that I've known forever. My best girl, my my best friend who's a girl, or yeah, or the, my, my best, best friend, friend who's I, a guy, different genders. <laughs> yeah, if, if if you're if you're talking about a guy speaking here, it's like you're never gonna be above my my best quote unquote girlfriend, the one that I real the one that got away, the one that I really wanted that still wants me. By the way and is married at, the, at this moment but we still want each other but you will never be above her or my two brothers so that's that's your lineup yeah and that can be said either even through words because some manipulators are bold and they've got already got you in their grasp and they know it or it may just be through their actions and you need to call it for what it is again be honest and if you see a pattern you get out of that because you can't change them. They're going to have to change for their own good and actually have real change. They need God. So you need straight up, you get out of that relationship. No questions asked. Just get out. And I want to highlight, you know, the fact that there is a best out there. There really is, you know, perfection. Yeah. A lot of times our definition of that is just absolutely flowers and roses and rainbows and there's no no challenges and there's nothing difficult and everything's comfortable all the time and and that's that's a really you know that's a lot of people that's our our version our idea of perfect and a perfect world is one where everything is absolutely ideal and what we want all the time but the reality is there are so many movies about this and so many stories about this that when you get everything that you want, be careful what you wish for. A lot of times getting absolutely everything your way all the time is not the best thing. The reality is we don't always know what's best and it is better to be in collaboration with someone else and working together as a team and choosing to love each other and serve each other is worth way more than having a love robot, a love slave that just does whatever you want and you're getting your way all the time. The perfect person is not the person who's going to do everything that you want. It's not the person that you can control. It's the person that loves you no matter what. 
It's the person that will grow. They might have flaws. They might have things that they need to change, but they're going to be working on their flaws. They're going to be working on the things. And if they notice that there's something that hurts you, if you bring it to their attention, they're going to be the one that has the heart to realize, oh, wow, you know, I don't want to do anything that hurts you. I don't want to do anything that breaks off connection from you. So I'm going to work on this, you know, help me out. And they're going to have the attitude. And, you know, even if there's like, some flaws there of, of reaction of their first reaction is thinking that you're attacking them though they, they go into that but if they can turn around and realize you know what i'm sorry you're right about this and and they got their own things but i'm, I'm trying to work through this then that's that's a good person that's somebody that's that's working on their character and working on the relationship but anyone that cannot ever be wrong and actually projects it onto you and makes you out to be the one that actually did this wrong thing and makes you actually apologize for something they did that's the counterfeit and call it as such. Absolutely. Displacement. Somebody that does a lot of displacement that puts on you the things that they're doing or every time, you know, that you feel like there's something that they did that's really wrong or is really hurtful. And when you try to confront them about it or you try to catch them or whatever, it, it turns around to where now you feel bad and you feel like you did something wrong and you shouldn't have you shouldn't have gone after them and you're just seeing it all wrong. And if this happens over and over again, you're dealing with a manipulator. You're dealing with a toxic person, somebody that is really good at spinning things and convincing you against yourself, against your own good judgment. Is if, if there's something hurting in your feelings, somebody keeps on hurting your feelings and over and over and over again and is doing things that are leaving you feeling despair and feeling frustration and feeling, you know, unloved, unloved or lonely. You should never be unloved and lonely in a relationship. You should never feel abandoned in a relationship. You know, now don't get me wrong. Sometimes we can feel those things because we have wounds and we have stuff that we got to get over. But in those cases, they should be supporting us as we're working through those things. If they are the cause and it is continuously getting worse, involving them, involving your life and your relationship with them, then there is a serious problem. And that's, again, too, the repetition, the manipulation, the brainwashing. It's almost kind of like a Charles Manson kind of scenario, honestly. And the repetition, it, it unhinges your mind. You think you're the crazy one. You honestly believe you're the crazy one. And when they get you to believe it, that's when... They have all the power. They have all the power. They can make you believe anything. They can make you believe the sky is red, not blue. And you're looking at it and you see blue, but no, it, it is actually red. I see a red, red, red hint in there. It's not really blue. And the most outwardly things that it, it obviously is this way, but they're saying it's this way, but yet you're going to believe it regardless. And that's the trick with manipulators. They repeat and they repeat and they repeat and they repeat. And I mean, it's like somebody, if you're being raised by someone that keeps calling you stupid. You're so stupid. Why can't you do anything right? You're going to start believing that you're stupid and you can't do anything right. And before you know it, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And your life is just a stumbling block. And that's another thing too with manipulators is that they have to give you some sugar with the poison. I said this in either the last episode or the episode prior. They have to give you some good things, some bribes like take randomly take you shopping and get you what they know that you needed and maybe something you didn't even mention but they're so aware of your surroundings and what goes on with you because they're manipulating you the whole time 24 7 that they again they know what buttons to push they know what what would make you happiest in the moment they might have figured out your love language 
Exactly. And they use it against you. Anything they know about you and you being very outwardly sharing and just like very if you're vulnerable. you're an open book, you know. If very you're vulnerable an- with them the way that you'd be with your actual partner. They know every code and crypt to get to your innermost being to where they play you like a puppet. And but the thing is, like I said, is like, oh, well, they they do so many nice things for me. They do this. They do that. They got me this. They took me there and they they say that they love me. No, they have to give you some good things to keep you where they have you purposely. And no amount of good things that they buy you or they take you to or they surprise you with make up for the abuse and total undignifying acts that they do to you that cannot make up for anything that that's just a placehold you exactly where they want you and to take you even further down the dark spiral which will ultimately lead to your death if you don't get out yeah and the, and the gateway drug to this really is getting in the wrong relationships in the first place is getting with people that are not meant for you, not understanding yourself, not knowing yourself, not knowing what you should really be looking for in a person and having solid convictions and having boundaries that you know how to lay down. And so this starts with people that might not be evil necessarily. They might not be terrible, but they're just not the right person. They're just not going to really foster growth in you. They're not going to help you really learn more of who you are and show you how you were meant to be loved. The thing is, if at the end, in the summary of a relationship, they didn't show you how you should be loved, how you should be treated, it was a bad thing. It was not something that should have been. And when we settle for these relationships with people that maybe they're not just terrible people, but they're not the right person. They don't have to be the extreme by no means. They can be somewhere in the spectrum, but it's all the same. It can set you up for the worst. Exactly. Building blocks to your destruction. Because it creates more desperation. It creates more of a wound. When you felt like you had the right thing, you know, you felt like you had this thing that you wanted, you know, if if it's the younger side where, you know, the first time you had sex or the first time you were getting to have physical intimacy with another person or whatever and you you had it and then it's gone it creates in you this even bigger like now you know what you're missing now you know what you don't have and so you want it even more and so you're feeling even more like just I gotta have this I need to have this relationship I need to have this person so close to me in my life and it blinds you you get more desperate you get more more driven into things your standards will continue to lower unless you raise them like the, if you start trending if you settle for someone in the first place more likely than not, your tendencies are going to be to keep on settling even further down. You're going to go down, 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 further into the pit of settling and until it's, you know, like, like I said, usually it's going to be worse than second best, even in the first place, assuming they're not the worst person. But you're going to continue and you're definitely going to sink below second best as you live a lifestyle of compromising and taking someone who, that is not the right person for you and not a good person to be in your life it can end up with an abuser because your your idea of yourself, your vision of yourself and, and the partner that you, sh- you should have, the life you should have, gets more and more skewed by these different attachments, these different relationships. They set you up for failure. That's the reality. Like, you know, again, this is not saying that you're doomed if you've been in these other relationships, but you got to realize that you've got damage to reverse. 
you got to see that these things can drive you. And, and if you can get ahead of this, and if you haven't even been there yet, stop, <laughs> keep yourself from going there. Like, don't make these mistakes because there is someone out there who is the right one for you. And that will truly love you and hold your heart like the most utmost treasure. And you got to have that hope and you got to believe that. It's so important. You know, that might seem to some to be, you know, overly optimistic. It might seem like a hopeless romantic kind of thing, like, and just something that will be spat on by people who are cynical and don't, you know, they don't see this, they don't believe this, you know, and it's cynics get younger and younger these days. Cynicism and just feeling that the world is messed up and we all got a, a bad deal, getting born into it and all of that is getting to where younger and younger kids are feeling that way. And we have to get out of it, guys. We got to shake out of it because that kind of thing is, it is dooming you. That worldview is dooming you to get that result in your life. If you think everybody sucks and you just have to put up with what comes your way, then you're going to get somebody who sucks. <laughs> you're going to get somebody who is not going to treat you right and is not going to be what they should be and what you could have. And ultimately, it's going to change how you view yourself and it's going to cause you to be way less than what you could be. Because if nobody else is being the best, why should you? What you think, what you believe, and what you say all factor into what you get what you meditate on is what you are and it's important for one not to be around any toxic and negative people because the the more you're around it the more it becomes you and it takes over whatever or whoever you were or were going to be you've got to surround yourself with wholesome people and you do have to have hope and know for a fact and not doubt it and not say otherwise that you do have your perfect partner out there and that when it is due time when it is God's timing you will find him or her or they will find you or you will find each other but you can't force your own pace on what you want you if you want that significant other right now but God's timing says, well, that's a year from now. You can't speed up that year like you can speed up a DVD or something. You can't do anything on your own power and get what you're purposed. You have to go according to his will and what he has for you. And maybe in that year is when you're going to have your inner healing, your transformation, your metamorphosis from all the trauma and wounds within your heart and your soul and become perfect for your perfect partner and meet them on the right timing and have the right experience and have that friendship and truly mesh with your significant other the way that you're purposed to by God. There is a best out there for you. There really is. And it is so important to visualize that. It's so important to hope and expect that. Hope for the best. And I bought into the lie that I should just not try to hope, not try to expect the best because I'm going to just end up getting hurt if I do. I'm going to end up wanting something that's really, really good and 
and maybe it never comes to me. And in my case, it was like, maybe there's nobody for me. Maybe it's never going to work out. And I'm going to be all alone. So I'm just going to try to get used to that. Just try to be okay with being alone forever. And that being my lot in life. And that's just how it is. And I just tried to ramrod and down and choke, choke down, just oppress that idea and that desire that I had for somebody to be in my life and thought that by doing so, I was protecting myself from her. I was protecting myself for trying to hope for a, something false, something I was never going to have in my life. And the reality is that just hurt even more. That was being untrue to myself, untrue to what the deepest desire of my heart was. And a lot of times the deepest desire of your heart is actually an echo of truth. It's an echo of something that you are actually destined for. You're actually meant to have. And when you just suppress it and when you try to lie against it, it hurts you inside yourself because that's truth in you that you're, you're not agreeing with. You're trying to speak against, trying to cover up. So it's so important that we are connecting to that truth, connecting to that inner hope. And the reality is we're setting ourselves up for the best when we do that. If we believe that we can have the best, we're positioning ourselves to actually get and receive the best. And that's something that we got, we've got to, to visualize, to see ourselves having that, see ourselves in a relationship where we are going to be happy, where we are going to be treated well and loved, where we can love them shamelessly and abundantly, extravagantly, not have to worry that they're going to take advantage of us because we care so much about them and it being a positive thing in us, being able to get through things even when they're hard in life and always being able to laugh even when there's stuff going on that's just crazy and just having a beautiful story of our whole life together. That's something we've got to choose to have that hope. It's not something that just comes to you as just an inspiration and a whim and just, well, that's, you know, this has just come to me and this is just how I feel and how I am. It's something you've got, you've got to choose to craft that story for yourself. You've got to choose to meditate on that idea and have that in your mind and have that in your heart so that you are making the kind of decisions and seeing yourself the way that you're not going to settle for, for less. And you're not going to go after something that's not really going to work in your life. And so often the problem and why we accept less than the best and less than what we're really meant to have and what, and again, this isn't to make anybody else out to be less like they're inferior to you or anything like that, but less of a fit, less of the right kind of connection, less of the right kind of relationship, not what you were really intended to have in your life. And the person who really is meant to just really fit and connect with you and bring out the best in you when you bring out the best in them. That's what you're really meant for, and that's what you gotta hope for and position yourself to receive. But so often, we take that and we get impatient, we get desperate, we get driven, and we take that image that we have of this amazing person, this perfect person, this wonderful person, and we try to get other people to fit that image. We try to kinda force them into that mold. And I mean, that could, look like trying to manipulate them into it. That could look like trying to teach them to be like that, trying to teach them to be that way that of the, of the person that we really want to have in our life. It can look like denial and lying to ourselves and not being honest about the fact that they are not that loving person. That all the different things we try to excuse and try to say, oh, well, they're just kidding or, oh, they're just trying to be loving or, oh, that's just how they are. And that's, you know, really they're being friendly. Really they're being sweet. You know, there's so many different things that we can say and just we can come up with any number of theories and ways of explaining other people's behavior 
to try to justify them for ourselves and we're just idealizing them. We're just putting them up on a pedestal and trying to make them out to be a person that they're not. And that's something that we have to let go of. That's something that that we've got to see that that's not being hopeful. That's not being positive. That's not being, you know, just confident in something good. That's not making your own reality that you want to have. That's just being in denial. And that's missing out on the real hope. That's missing out on the real thing that is out there. The one that is really going to be the best for you. So it's very important that you're honest with yourself again and honest about is that person really that image, really that one that you're really desiring the most to connect with? Or are you actually covering for them and the things that are not at all what you really need in your life and is really going to be the best thing for your life? And another thing, too, is like the situation that I was in. I was so far gone. I didn't I couldn't stand up for myself. I couldn't. I tried. I tried so many different things in so many different ways that that I, that I could do. And I would always get smacked back down, like in many harmful and hurtful ways. And again, projected on. And so basically what I'm trying to say here is at times you cannot confront that quote unquote significant other that doesn't even deserve that title. That's not a relationship. That is a a mockery. A mockery is a really good term. It's undignified. It, It doesn't deserve the title or respect of calling it a relationship because a relationship is not harmful. It's not hurtful and it's not dangerous. So if you cannot confront this person and that's become a monster in your life, I'll just put it plain and simple. There are ways to get out of it. You may not be able to confront them, like I said, but there are safe houses. There are different things and different people that you can reach out to, but you just have to be aware that it is possible to be free from your entrapment and from your victimization both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. There is hope. And you can't give up. You have to keep fighting. And if this spoke to you and really reached your heart in any kind of way, whether you might be, maybe what's what's getting to you is the thought, maybe this is happening to me. Maybe this is going on in my life right now. Or maybe the thought is, I really don't want that to happen to me. (laughs) I really don't want that to be my life experience. Maybe it's the hopeful of, okay, so there's something other than this. And what is that? What should I be looking for? If any of these reactions sound like you, then stay tuned because our next podcast will quite potentially be about the signs of the right person. How do you know that they are the right one for you? How do you know that you're not settling and it's someone who really is the one that was intended for you? So we're going to get on the happy side. We're going to get on the (laughs) side of on the other side of all this. We might get a little bit more into the dark of like some of the things of like what we experienced and how we were with the wrong person before. But we're going to get into the happy ending and how you know, give you reasons to have hope and to know Joy. joy and how to recognize that. So stay tuned. And don't allow your peace, your happiness, and relaxation and rest be destroyed by the people around you. Surround yourself by good people and walk in love. Don't make do with any makeshifts, 
back away from that ledge. The best is out there for you. The best is yet to come. And keep the window open to positive and wholesome things and close the doors and other windows to the negative and toxic people. And if you're on that cliff edge, don't go down with the house. Get the heck out. We'll catch you on the safe side of the cliff. And see you on a beautiful mountaintop. Love you guys and we'll catch you later. Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Y'all come back now, you hear? 